So, um, and now just a very quick introduction. Um, my name is Jay, and we have Trisha talking. We're the, both of us are the co-founders of this company. And um, we have Sue, who is our, uh, who's really in charge of all of our tours. Um, and then Matea is actually our tour guide. So now you have this small team with you, so you know who everybody is. Yeah, and while we're waiting, Mel, have you ever been to Slovenia? Here's Michelle. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, today's first day. Oh, <laughs> you will find this place to be beautiful once we get started here. Hey, Michelle, we've got ML on right Yay. now. Hi, Michelle. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Sorry about all the emails or text messages this morning. <laughs> uh, no worries. No worries. Um, so, ML, like, I think we, we're going to start. Um, so, so from the agenda standpoint, uh, Trisha will give you a, a brief overview of Discover Live, and then we're going to uh, get get right into a 40 minutes tour, and then we'll just uh, you know have a few minutes of Q and A at the end. Yeah. So, ML, we have been. Um, operating in business since 2018, um, long before the pandemic. A lot of people see virtual and they think it's probably something that came out of the pandemic, but in fact, we've been doing live virtual travel since 2018. Our original focus was on seniors and people with disabilities. Um, and it was really just a way to give people who have a hard time doing in-person travel the ability to do it easily so that they can still reap the benefits and the award rewards of travel experiences. Um, since the pandemic, we have done a lot more work um, both on the B2B side with corporations and on the B2C side with people who are just looking for connection. And so um, we are really happy to be taking you on this tour. We figured we'd do the tour first and then we'll give you some time afterward to ask any questions of us. But a few points that you should know, all of our tours are private tours. Um, we like to customize them as much as we possibly can. Um, and so as you're going through the tour, one thing that we would ask that you do is to really make it your own by talking to the tour guide, talking to Matea, asking questions of her when you see something, you know, if you want her to turn in a different direction because you saw a storefront that looked interesting. Point being, just interact as much as you would like to because it is live. And so the experience would be that much better if you do. And then after the tour, we'll spend a little bit more time talking to you about some of the specifics and answer any questions that you have. So for now, um, we will flip over to Matea. And again, just feel free to interact with her. Um, and we'll see you in 40 minutes. Great, thank you. Yeah, one thing I just, uh, before we do this, I just want to have um, um, ML to actually maximize her window. So ML, do you still see us as like a small squares? Okay, so one thing I would like um, No, we see you the biggest one. So here's what I would like you to do. Do you see Matea? You see Matea's window? On the top right corner of her little screen, you see the three dots, right? So click that. 
move to sync. Okay, and then you see the top right corner, you see layout. Okay, all the way to the bottom, you see show active speaker in stage turn off. The, all the, the bottom. Yep, like a turn off. Okay, and then go to the top, like click on this layout again on top right corner. You see side by side. Okay, you're all set. Do you see Mateo's screen is the biggest one right now? Okay, awesome. Mateo, sorry. <laughs> well, hello, hello. Welcome. <laughs> nice to have you on this Discover Live tour. Uh, as my colleagues as Discover Live said, we are now in Slovenia. In fact, in Ljubljana, the capital of Slovenia, my name is Mateja, M-A-T-E-J-A, and I'm very happy to have a chance to present to you how we are getting ready for our holiday time. Maybe you notice behind me there are some lights. That means that it's already evening in my area. Actually, it's just shortly half past six in the evening. And I have to tell you, I do wear my cap and gloves and scarf because it is slightly cold. The temperatures are just above freezing point and during the night there might be also some areas with the freezing pavements and so on. But we locals, we are already used to it, especially in December, January, February, sometimes also the beginning of March. As my colleague said, Feel free to ask me questions. I will uh, do this tour for around 40 minutes, something like that, to give you an idea. And let's hope that later on, you will find it so great that you might join us for some other topics as well. I think it's time to flip my camera. Here we are, my dear ladies and gentlemen. Actually, we have only one gentleman tonight, right? <laughs> so uh, I would say... It's so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I am sharing with you this part here, which is very lively in my city. And this is all not around the seaside, but it is around the river of Ljubljana. So, the city is called Ljubljana, L-J-U-B-L-J-A-N, and the river is called Ljubljana River. I am at the moment on the left riverbank, and I'm focusing my camera towards the right riverbank, towards the area of the old town. We call it also medieval town. And maybe you notice on the top of the hill, there is something which changing lights. Before it was blue, now it's getting to yellow or white. Well, this is our fort. That fort is built or was built 200 feet higher than we are at the moment. And from that part of the hill, you can see one third of Slovenia. Well, okay, Slovenia is not that big, just the size of a New Jersey, but still. In the past, it was very important that you saw where your enemy is coming from. 
Well, today's situation is slightly different and that's why in a minute I am going to show you direction to the today's city center. I hope that all these sounds around me are not too intense, too loud, but you know we are in a perfect time because in these festive days there are some TV crews that are making also some holiday programs, so that's why the music is slightly louder than normal. Above the river of Ljubljanica we do have we do have um, some bridges. There are 37 bridges in Ljubljana. Well, not as many as in Venice, my dear ladies. However, however, uh, we are using them really intensively because very often we say that bridges unite both parts of the city. The one on the left-hand side and also the one on the right-hand side. Right at the moment, in front of us, in the middle of the screen, we have something blue. And these are the lights of our three bridges, although it looks from here as one bridge, but there are three during the day. Uh, you, we can see them more clearly. And then to the left of my screen, maybe you see a construction, a pink church. This is a Roman Catholic church. It's not the main cathedral but it is in the city center. So that's the area where we are going to be in around half an hour. But for now, this is just the view towards the city center from this little tiny foot bridge that we call also, we call also fish bridge because where the lights are straight ahead, this is the area where fish was sold, let's say, around 100 years ago. Maybe you are asking, how come there are so many lights around? Well, you know, this time we call the Advent time. Advent, that comes from the Latin word Adventus, and it means arriving. We are waiting for arrival, right, of these festive days. We are celebrating like for four weeks that the light will come and this is the time when we meet with our friends here along the river for a mulled wine, hot chocolate or sometimes even for a roasted chestnut. I would really like to share with you a great smell of this roasted chestnut and in days when it is so cold as today this is a perfect way how to warm up our fingers. Now, first question. My dear ladies, do you know where Slovenia actually is? I know that this is not so easy, but I would really like to know if you know where is the position of our country that is as big as, let's say, the same size as New Jersey. I am sharing. Bravo, congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. You are right. So I would like to ask you to find the yellow boots. So on the southern part of Europe, there is a yellow boot, and this is Italy, right? And then if you find the northern part of Italy and you go towards the east, you are going to see one pink country. Well, this is Slovenia. 
we are bordering on the western part to Italy. On the north, you are right, to Austria. Then very northeastern part, uh, we are bordering with Croatia. Then east and south, we have Croatia. And then we have also a tiny part of the Adriatic Sea. And th with this Adriatic Sea, we are connected with the rest of Mediterranean. And then, of course, through Gibraltar, also to uh, Atlantic Ocean, and then, of course, also to your world. Well, I'm really very happy that you uh, found out that you already knew where we approximately are. And now I would like to take you towards our old city center. As you can see, I am walking on an old street. These cobblestones are more than 450 years old. So no way to wear high heels, right ladies? Well, actually today it's slightly too uh, cold for high heels, but these cobblestones really bring us the charm of the medieval city. And since we were at the Fisherman Square and the bridge before, also this street here was called Fisherman Street and brought us directly to the most important building in the city, and that is the city hall. So the river was very important for the trade. You know, the rivers are always the cheapest highways, we say, also in the past. Now you didn't need to build them, they were just there. The Mother Nature gave it to you. And the main connection between the rivers and the city centers were these kind of narrow guild streets. And here we are, my dear ladies and gentlemen. So here we have the main building in the city, our government center, so to say. This is still today the seat of the uh, city of Ljubljana with the mayor, with the city council, and we have it here for the last 500 years. The old part of the city, here we have, dear ladies, it's in this direction, and this is the direction towards south, right? So we cross the river, we are now on the right riverbank, and all these buildings between the river and the castle were, were, hill were actually very narrow, you know? They were squeezed on this part because everybody wanted to live in this near, uh, near the castle, near the river, safe side of the city. And the building that is sticking out, this is our city hall. Well, the inner part, I will show you later on, was built in the Renaissance period. Most probably we remind you on lots of buildings in Italy. And yes, the influence of Italy or Latin world or this Mediterranean part was very, very intense until I would say mid of 1700s and later on more intense from Austria. Although, although until the end of the First World War, we were a part of the Austrian monarchy. Well, in front of me, there, are, uh, there is a balcony with three uh, flags. And I, at the moment, I would just like to focus on this white and green flag that represents the city. So the city, medieval city, was predominant, uh, the houses were mainly built uh, let's say made of stone right and they were painted with quick lime and that was white right this was a kind of a disinfection that's why we have white color and then green because 
60% of Ljubljana's territory is woods. So we have on the eastern part, the castle hill. On the west, we have Tivoli Park. On the south, we have marshland of Ljubljana. And then on the northern part, we have the uh, area along the longest Slovenian river, river uh, Sava, S-A-V-A. The next flag is white, blue, and red. I will share the story about it later on. And the first one, which is we can see just a tiny part, is the European flag, because since 2004, Slovenia is also a part of European Union. And by the way, we have also Euro, and this is since 2000, uh, 2007. Right. Oh, ML, nice to see you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we don't that. know what happened, but, uh, but uh, something like a, a WebEx job. So um, we basically. Yeah. Sometimes that happens as well, but we are here together. Yeah, no, you know what? Yeah? Are we waiting for one more or it's fine? Um, okay. No, I think we got it, everybody. It was just a no. This okay. is actually, this is actually the, the, the very first time that we, that we actually experienced okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I wanted to ask ML because before ML said that you are in Ohio, uh, have you heard that Cleveland is the biggest city of Slovenians in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Ljubljana, the capital of Slovenia, has 300,000 people and Cleveland, Ohio has 500,000 Slovenians. So this is something that it's quite for some people odd because there are so many Slovenians living in the United States, in Cleveland, Ohio, in Michigan, uh, also Detroit and this area, but Cleveland is definitely the bigger. And most of them migrated at the end of 1900s, that means before the First World War, after the First World War, and also the Second World War. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's, I think we, we uh, were disconnected, right? I was uh, explaining this flag. So actually, I wanted just to share with you that white and green flag is a, a Ljubljana flag, right? Green because of the greenery. And then next one, white, blue, and red is a Slovenian one. And I think I mentioned already that since 2004, Slovenia is a part of European Union. And we have also Euro, you know, since 2007. Uh, I think the connection is fine because I would really like to share with you the inner courtyard of our city hall because it's just gorgeous, especially now in this festive time. So we are entering now a proper uh city hall right and this is the area where our city council actually works and also the mayor enters the building pardon this place yeah it's a city hall right 
Yeah, what's on? What's uh, just a second, just a second. Yes, 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 yes. Now I think you mean this one, L, huh? This one's here. Oh, thank you very much for noticing an eagle's eye. So here we have, here we have the prices that Ljubljana won in the, let's say, last 10 years. For example, this one here is the price for the access city, for the accessibility. It's from year 2017. And that means that our city is really accessible to everyone. So whatever we do uh, in new parts of the city, everything has to be accessible to, with, to people with all the needs. Then this one, for example, is a golden apple. And this is the prize that the city gets when they are, let's say, focusing on a human being friendly uh, strategy of tourism, you know, so that tourism is friendly to the locals and to the visitors. Then there is another one about the accessibility, for example, same as the first one that you've seen, it's just from the year 2015. The next one, maybe this one is the, the one that we are most proud of. This is the prize that Ljubljana won in 2016 when we were European green capital. Uh, this is the prize and actually it's a project where the city mostly focused on environmentally friendly way of life in the city. So that was Ljubljana in 2016. Then for example, here is another prize for the mobility week. So that city functions even, even though there is no um, cars, no vehicles in the old part of the city, namely this is a car free zone. So these are the prices, ML, that Ljubljana won in the last few years. And since this is a city hall, we are proud to exhibit them already over here. Have I answered your question, ML? <laughs> yes. So now I'm approaching towards the atrium. That's the main part of the city hall, which is beautifully done with graffito technique, which is typical for the Renaissance period. That would be around 1400s, 15th century. This is an interesting influence of Italy in our area. As you can see, it's open air. That's why we have a dark sky above us. And then in this open air area, of course, it's snowing. It's also rainy. So sometimes, for example, we notice that um, it's also slightly wet, but this is gorgeous for the reflections, like today, the reflections of the main Christmas tree here. And I like this Christmas tree, you know, because it's decorated every year by children from different Slovenian uh, schools, from Ljubljana schools, and they always use unusual material. Maybe you recognize that these are actually plastic bottles that we uh, buy maybe a yogurt, yes, exactly, yogurt or a cream or something like that. And children just collected them, they colored them, and now look how colorful Christmas tree we got. So this is a project that each year one of the local schools decorates the tree in the city hall. Uh, just for another information, for example, lots of people also notice this well to the right. Well, it was very common in the past that medieval houses had also their own well, of course, if the family was rich enough. 
otherwise they had to collect wet water in the in the square where there were also wells but this is of course our city hall so you can imagine that all the councillors they had their own source of water while they were working for the good of our city so the city we said had 300,000 people otherwise the whole slovenia uh, 2 million right so not so many but still let's say a very interesting culture between italy austria hungary croatia and we are slavic people eh? so those also who are now living in cleveland in ohio they do some of them they do speak slovenian which is one of these european slavic languages so it has nothing to do let's say with um, uh, german or italian it's a completely new language i mean different group of languages is the same group as russian or maybe slovak or polish it's just that we are different type of slavs so there are differences among our languages but still the same language group well you know what our decoration here in the city i would say it's quite interesting here i am trying to focus on lots of numbers ahead maybe you know, notice there are quite a few number twos and this is a mathematical formula so when you get the result should be happy or srečno 2022 so the result of this mathematical formula with all the numbers of two is the year that is coming 2022 any questions any ideas any concerns so since ml you have quite a few um quite a bit of knowledge with slovenians uh, do you know anyone personally from slovenia that is living in slovenia wow which part of slovenia do you remember the place oh we need to discover this ah you don't know where tell me do you do you maybe know let me see i will walk now towards the cathedral which is straight ahead of us well, which one would you like towards? Ah, now I should maybe share with you because there is some music as well. So this is the way towards the cathedral, St. Nicholas. But here I have another option towards the, the source of the music. Where would you like me to go, ML? Hmm? <laughs> ML, who brings you presents, especially when you were young? Who brought you presents? bravo bravo you are the real slovenian that's what i wanted to hear yeah and you know why saint nicholas brought parents uh, well children gifts why this custom was um, so welcome here in slovenia and generally i would say also central part of europe do you know where this idea comes from yes right well actually you know saint uh, i mean nicholas he was not saint at that time he lived in fourth century and he was uh, quite a rich bishop 
because his parents were quite rich, right? And in those days, in third and fourth century, he came by, from the area of today's Turkey, by the way. In those days, um, it was a must that the girl was rich, I mean, had some property, otherwise she could not get married. And then St. Nicholas, you know, he walked through one part of the city where he lived and he has heard that there was a father in one home with three daughters and they were all crying. And then of course he was thinking like, why are they crying? And then he figured out that they were crying because they were too poor so those girls could not get married. And he decided that during the night, he's going to throw them three pieces of gold through the window, right? So that the girls, when they woke up next morning, they actually uh, were very happy because they said, wow, three pieces of gold for each one of us. So that means that we will be able to get married. And this is the custom that comes from, let's say the central part of Germany, of uh, yeah, Germany, Nuremberg, that part. And since then, Saint Nicholas is bringing presents mainly to children, but of course, sometimes also <laughs> to the elderly. So now brings, uh, still brings you a Saint Nicholas present or not anymore, or only when you were a child. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, we still you do, you know, we still sometimes like to share this, but you never know uh, how the reaction is be, going to be, because usually, usually uh, the presents for St. Nicholas Day were very simple. Now, another question, Emil. Oh, I didn't know that you have these uh, Slovenian roots. That's excellent. Do you know this cake? <laughs> yeah, so this cake is called potica, P-O-T-I-C-A, potica. So as you can see, it's a yeast dough, right? And then we put, uh, we make a filler aside, we make a filler, and that one is made of honey, walnuts, sometimes even raisin, some cream, warm milk, and then we roll all that together and we bake it. And this is called potica, or we could say also walnut cake, right? But potica is a Slovenian word. And this is somehow a must when we celebrate Christmas time or also for Easter. You know, it has to be a round shape, baked in a round shape, especially for Easter, because then it represents the Jesus crown. Well, this is, I'm happy that I, I had a chance to share with you something new as well. Right. Okay. Now, let's go back to our real life, we could say. I am now in the area of the farmer's market. At the moment, of course, there is no farmer's market because this one is uh, open from 7 o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. But at this time of the day, we have some stalls. We, before we said St. Nicholas Market, right? Because St. Nicholas brings presents on December 6th, but now this is already Christmas Market, right? So I will share with you some typical Slovenian products. But before that, maybe I would like you to focus towards this area with lots of lights on. Do you have an idea 
what this could be or anyone else i don't know is robin with us or michelle so that you can help also ml what do you think what this could be in this area it's a funny construction yeah 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 very good it's our actually our market you know in roman period there was a market forum romanum right and this forum romanum was a big square and then they sold of course the different products and then our prominent architect Joze Plechnik he said okay here in Ljubljana that was already what 100 years ago we don't have a big square however we have a lot of space along the river where we used to have city walls so he decided to put all these details colonnades and arcade shops along the river and below us i cannot show you now because it's closed but below us there is another market which is very rich on fish look ribarnica r i b a that means riba fish né? so that means fish market and that is in the area downstairs just along the river and this is the place where the fish is sold. What I can show you today here are the typical Slovenian products. Two thirds of Slovenia is covered with wood. And that's why, of course, we like to bring uh, to our friends, not only here in Slovenia, but also around the globe, a lot of products made of wood, for example, this little green dragon right this is the city symbol then we have a nutcracker maybe you use this kind of nutcrackers ml do you remember not really huh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's because of saint george you know it's because of saint george because saint george is the main city patron right then for example a lot of spoons that we use in the kitchen and these believe it or not this is used for the honey for the honey and for example this scoop i like also this kind of scoop here it's made of wood and this we use it for let's say when we are salting food or a curry when we put so something that you you put the herbs into spices into your dish into your slovenian goodies okay another thing that uh, it's another, uh, also very popular from slovenia are the honey products right for example a lot of forest honey a lot of linden honey flower honey and here are some products that we very much like to give for christmas present i like it because for example in this one here in the jar we have raisins we have cranberries then we have nuts all that in honey and this is perfect when you eat muesli with yogurt and you add that so for additional vitamins those ones of course who like a bit of alcohol then they like to drink also honey brandy this is over here well you said that you like uh, the, you like dragons we do have also some little tiny dragons made of glass like this but these dragons nowadays, they are very cute. That's not like in St. George time, you know, because in St. George time, we said that the dragon represented something bad, 
something from the past that we should overcome, but nowadays they are already friendly ones. And believe it or not, ML, uh, the main soccer team from Ljubljana and also basketball team and also ice hockey team fans are called Green Dragons. So in fact, there is no souvenir from Slovenia without a green dragon. Yeah, and the glass. We have a lot of glass production over here. Any other memories, ML, that you would like to share or maybe that you now remember and uh, you would like to discuss? Because this is something that we should really take opportunity because I have not expected. <laughs> Uh-huh, 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 okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I think they were pretty desperate, especially those ones after, that came after the First World War. They generally were in a, let's say, difficult situation because uh, we joined at that time after the Austrian monarchy, the monarchy of Serbs, Croats, and Slovenians, and they f didn't feel so optimistic, and the economical situation was very bad, so that was one of the main reasons why people left in those days. And then in the Second World War, after the Second World War, they mainly left the area because they didn't like the idea of socialism or communism, right? So, and of course, all of them went to the area when there were more relatives so that they felt more comfortable. And unfortunately, as you said, a lot of them just wanted to erase everything from the past and started, let's say, new life over there. But I hope, I hope that this will give you inspiration to dig slightly more into your family history and maybe share some stories also with your... Do you have any siblings? Okay, okay. But anyway, maybe with, uh, with the rest of... <laughs> oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, I think that's what, uh, why online guided tours are so great, you know, because it, it, you don't need to have, let's say, a lot of money in order to, to see how the life is now going on in, your, in our area, because it has changed a lot in the last 30 years. Namely, Slovenia is independent since uh, 1991, right? When we were a part of Yugoslavia, of course, uh, it was not so easy, let's say. Okay, there is one more scene that I wanted to share with you. So again, three bridges, if you remember them from the other side where we started the tour, uh, they are done symmetrically. And then on the uh, right-hand side, right part, we have the Christmas tree. We will approach to that part very soon. And then that red or pink church. And all that above the river of Ljubljana, which is flowing, which is flowing towards east. So now I am changing my camera towards east, right? And not far from Ljubljana city center, around five miles, this water is flowing into the longest Slovenian river, Sava, S-A-V-A. And this water is then flowing towards Danube. It's flowing into Danube and Danube then in the Black Sea area. So if I threw the bottle with a message uh, here in Ljubljana, it's a river that would definitely then reach 
the Black Sea area and then near the Greece, also Mediterranean, and then through Gibraltar, then also the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, I have something else I wanted to share with you. Uh, and let's see if you will recognize this. I mentioned before, white, blue and red is a Slovenian flag. But ML, do you remember this flower? I, I, yes, yes, exactly. So red carnation is a Slovenian national flower, right? We do have also um, linden tree, which is a Slovenian national tree. But the flower that everybody is proud of is this red carnation. And I think this is something that also people nowadays in the United States still like to uh, put in their food or somewhere around the blouse. Well, I'm walking towards the, <coughs> sorry, the city center. As I said before, they are making a TV program for these festive days. That's why it was before slightly louder, but now I think they're already done. Uh, but this is something that we are using the Christmas atmosphere very often for. So not just for us to go out for a mulled wine or hot chocolate, but also to prepare some interesting uh, TV programs. Well, Slavic language, I mentioned before, Slovenian. Most probably you have not heard a lot of words from this Slovenian language, but in the time, you know, when, for example, your first relatives leave Slovenia, most probably they left with an Austrian passport, because in those days we were still a part of the Austrian monarchy, and German language was official language here. So most of the documents are written in German. And for example, if you wanted to know something about your relatives, then you should ask somebody who speaks German because all these documents are written in German language. In fact, in those days, lived here the poet whose monument I'm actually now approaching. And this is the greatest Slovenian poet, Preširen, Preširen. And he wrote a lot of poetry in 19th century, and he wanted to prove that Slovenian language is good enough to be official language as well. Well, later on, after the First World War, yes, the main language here was Slovenian, but until then, when this guy lived, it was still, it was still German. Coming, coming to our living room. Have you noticed there is something blinking in the air, hanging above, hang above me? This is the chandelier because, you know, in this area, in front of the church and near that monument, four streets get together, right? From different parts of the city, these streets, they meet right in the city center as a kind of a star shape and we say that this is our living room so that's why also the chandelier as the main christmas decoration at the moment i focus my camera towards the old part of the city because most probably you notice that i crossed the river again 
So this little blue dot right in the middle in the distance, this is the castle and then the old part of the city squeezed between the right riverbank and the castle hill. And we with friends, look, we always meet next to this Preshiran and the Red Church from all different parts of the city. We say, let's say, oh, at five we meet at Preshiran and then we see where we are going to drink our coffee or tea or a glass of wine or a beer. Yeah, we are very much coffee drinker, I would say. This is a part of this Latin world, you know, Italian influence. Yeah, we like to drink, I mean, espresso, okay, fine. But otherwise, otherwise we drink also Turkish coffee. You know, it's a slightly stronger, yeah. <laughs> you, you know it, you, you also cook it at home? Yes, 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 yes. You know, we, yeah, true. It's very difficult to buy the proper coffee, proper powder, right? For this Turkish coffee, yeah. But you know what? We were never actually a part of the Ottoman Empire. However, you know, the eastern part of Yugoslavia, right? Because we were a part of Yugoslavia, uh, they were. And this is something I think that we accepted from their culture as well. So Turkish coffee, of course, the people in Bosnia, they would say that this is a Bosnian coffee, but here we generally say that this is a Turkish coffee. Yeah. Well, I am trying to bring you to another part of the city, which is slightly hey, newer. Monsieur, yes, monsieur, yes, yes. I know there's so much things that you can show and I know this is I, I know this tour by itself is like a so so many things interesting mm. unfortunately we're out of time so okay I have to I have to stop here and uh and uh you know just uh and I this is so interesting you know as always so um but we're just out of time so thank you so much for giving yeah the tour. well thank you very much for joining me on this tour and I'm really overwhelmed because you see we the world is big but Slovenians meet quite quickly <laughs> even online so thank you very much for joining me on this discover live tour I wish you all a very nice festive time and I hope to have a chance to meet you on another discover live tour thank you very much and wish you all yeah. the best bye 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 bye, bye Andrea. Andrea. thank and you greetings to your family yeah, yeah. <laughs> bye. bye thank you we'll see you soon. <laughs> Okay, bye, Matea. All right, everybody. So that is just like, I know like this tour, we, we, this tour can go on forever. There's so many things, I mean, just in this little city alone, um, there's so much things we can see, we can learn. Um, but, you know, we just wanted to make sure that we have like just a few minutes in case there are any questions. I know this is the first time that, you know, uh, ML, you're joining us. I know the first time Robin joined us as well. So we just want to open up for any questions that you guys have plus. And while you're thinking, oh, sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's called discover.live. And I can send that to you again too. <clears throat> you're welcome. Okay, Robin is asking, what is the most popular tour that you offer? <laughs> uh, yeah, so 
I'll ask you to answer that question. Yeah. So great question, Robin. It's not the first time we've been asked this, but the true answer is it depends. And I hate when people answer me with that. But um, we customize all of our tours. And so every one of our tours is 100% private, whether it's on the corporate side with us doing something with a business or it's on the, the non-corporate side with friends, families, colleagues. We make sure that we ask people what their interests are and then we make recommendations for the types of tours that make the most sense. So for instance, if someone said, I'm a real foodie, we're going to make sure that we're giving them the tours that encompass most of the food um, of that region. But then we also work with the tour guide to make sure that they put even more of a focus on food for that one occasion. Um, so these are a few things that really set us apart. We're 100% private and we are hands-on. It's not like we're just a marketplace where people come in, they book a tour, and the company who um, services that marketplace doesn't get involved. We're really the exact opposite of that. We get involved in every one of our tours to make sure that they're very specific and personal. Um, and then I see you know here too, did you find more traffic? Um, during COVID? The answer is yes, but that's in comparison to the year previous. Because the year previous, we were doing a lot of work with seniors and disabled. But now we're finding that there's more and more people, families, friends, colleagues, joining than even last year. Um, one of the things that's really interesting about us is the whole gifting. And you mentioned that here too. For $199, um, this is a really wonderful gift to give alone or to give as a group, but you could involve um, up to three different locations in that $199 price. So you could have three families from around the country to join in on, um, on that tour. So it's bringing people together around the experience of travel which has also been a really popular topic for us this year too, is that we're finding a lot of people have interest and experiences over materialistic items. And so we're getting a lot of requests about the type of experience and specifics around that. Um, yeah. I see another note here, Robin, about homeschooling your girls. Do we offer membership or an op option to do virtual tours for families and groups? Uh, yes, the answer is absolutely. We have um, options where you could buy in as much of a frequency as you'd like. You could do this weekly, you could do it monthly. Um, we've got so many tours that you would have years and years of experiences to use for homeschool opportunities. So that's yeah. a great question. Yeah, Robin, we actually work also work with a lot of the senior living communities. So it's a very similar to the schools. Um, they have, you know, subscription programs with us and things like that. Um, just want to go back to a, a little bit point of families and friends. Uh, we do see a lot of friends that actually, regardless if it's COVID or not, they spend an afternoon in Italy, in Milan, in Milan for example, for a fashion district tour, uh, just hang out together. Um, so. The, uh, what we feel the virtual tour is actually becoming a new form, the newest form of travel. 
uh, how we're experiencing from all of our customer base. Yeah, yeah. And we promote that, obviously. We like to tell people that we think a virtual experience can be even better than an in-person. It's different, we know that. But for people who don't have much time or for other reasons, in-person travel is challenging, you get to have that one-on-one -on -one experience. ML, you certainly just experienced it with that one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one interaction. And most of our groups are usually 20 people or less on the non-corporate side. And so that interaction happens for the entire group. People are just chatting and asking questions. And so we like to think that our, our tours are even better than in-person. Well, I mean, we think about hold it. ourselves to those standards. Like three generations of people always can get together. How many chances this type of opportunities people have? Three generations are all traveling at one place at the same time, right? So we're basically giving that accessibility to a lot of people. Yeah, and actually, Robin, it's interesting that you just brought up Italy because we had a family um, a few months ago. It was four generations of people, and the grandparents had met in Italy, and um, the daughter of the grandma wanted to just bring the whole family together and let her her mom kind of talk about the experiences of her meeting the grandfather who had since passed. And so they had four generations of family. They did two different tours. And it was an area that our tour guide normally doesn't cover. And this kind of speaks to the customization. But um, we worked with him and he went out to this area. Thankfully, he knew the area too. And he was able to give these tours that showed the family so much of the history of the grandparents. And the most remarkable thing happened. Um, one of her grandsons, as they were viewing this one area, this one place in Italy where her and the grandfather had, had, had an experience, the grandson said, oh my gosh, I was just there for a wedding last year. You know, that's where the wedding reception took place. And so the grandmother and the grandson found out that they were in this same place um, just because of this tour. You know, they wouldn't have made that connection otherwise. So we can bring people together and then we see these miraculous moments happen a lot. Like you just had ML where Matea learned about your heritage and suddenly it made it all so much more remarkable for you, I hope, and certainly it excited Matea. We could hear it in her voice. So these things happen regularly, um, but that's the, the joy of travel. Yeah, we have had uh, uh, couples like in their 60s showing their kids, like when they first met in yeah. a bar in Sydney, what that looks like, and tell them about all those stories that their kids wouldn't have never had any uh, understanding about. Now they're there in front of them while their parents are telling them, you know, all those stories. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Joys of travel. We all know it. And now, like Jay said, we really feel like over the last few years, virtual has become so much more legitimate. And when you have an experience like this, you realize that it can be just as good, if not better than in person. And so, you know, the expectation is this is going to to keep expanding and certainly that's what our goal is is to let people know about this um, because it can really make a difference in people's lives those are great points um ml i don't know if you had any any other questions for us or robin any other comments that we can elaborate on 
we talked about the giftability of these. You know, we we've had a lot of people reach out to us recently looking for gift certificates, and so we really made the the recognition that this is a big opportunity, um, and we put an emphasis on that this year. So that's really a point that we're we're happy to make too. Yeah, and that you know, obviously after the holiday is the Valentine's Day, right? And the last year we actually have a series where you know those uh, love bridges, people can put the luck on the bridge, you know, the key into the river. We actually have a series of several very famous love bridges, and I have our tour guide to actually buy the locks and uh, you know write their names on there, and then lock it up, and then throw the key into the river, and then take a picture, and then we send it back to those. Uh, audiences, you know, for them to uh, to remember. And uh, in the future, if they ever go there again, their luck is still going to be there. Cool. Yeah, great Valentine's gift. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Robin, for your comments about the giftability. Thank you, ML. Yeah. Any oh, happy that you could be a pleasure. Our pleasure. If you have any questions, mm -hmm. you can reach out to uh, Michelle and us. Mm -hmm you know, we will be able to provide you whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Thank, thank you, guys. you. Yeah, Happy holidays. Guys. Happy holidays. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.